0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hello, everyone. I'm Steve. I'm a sexaholic. I'm very grateful to be here this morning. Um, I um, have been a member of Sexaholics Anonymous um, uh, since August the 5th, 2001, um, which is by sobriety date. Uh, by God's grace, I haven't had it necessary, found it necessary to act out or pursue lust um, in any, any form uh, since that day. Um, uh, I, I want to cast out first that um, I I have a, a, a clinical anxiety disorder and can get pretty anxious when I'm talking to a lot of people. It's easier on the phone, but um, I want to I want to have a moment of silence and pray uh, another moment of silence and pray that um, uh, God uh, remove my fear direct his direct my attention to what he would have me be in this moment so i'm going to ask you to join me for just a, a very brief uh second moment of silence amen um uh thank you everyone for being here and thank you again for inviting me to to uh to serve in this way um Um, When Dennis asked uh, me to share, he asked me to select a topic. And after some prayer, um, I I, uh, came up with the uh, title of the two sides of service. And so um, uh, what I'd like to say um, uh, first is I'd like to tell a story um, that the, uh, an AA member uh, who, who was my sponsor for uh, a number of years, he took me through the big book, he showed me how to work the steps uh, following the instructions in the big book. And he told me a story about, he told me many stories, but this is one of the stories he told me about his sponsor, um, Jerry. Um, so one day Scott, my my, my former sponsor, was, was talking to Jerry about his sponsees. Um, and he had, you know, some sponsees that were not following directions and they were they were not getting they were not staying sober. And, and it was distressing Scott. And he was um, uh, talking to Jerry about he's very worried about about being a good sponsor. And and Jerry said to Scott, Scott, I am 100 percent successful in sponsorship. And so Scott said, Jerry, gosh, does that mean no one you've ever sponsored has relapsed? And Jerry responded, no, Scott, it means that I've never relapsed. And um, when I am working with others as a sponsor, um, it's important for me to remember why I am doing it. I uh, am a human power, and uh, uh, no human power can relieve our sexualism. I cannot uh, fix someone um, I cannot save someone. I can simply carry my experience and, um, and then it's up to God and and the other person to, um, to make something of that if that's what's going to happen. And and so this is helpful to me in, in staying right-sized in, in service. And I want to also keep that in mind as I speak today. Um, if, if anything um, good comes of anything I say, it, it, it's because of God using the words, and the words that I say are less important uh, than, than what God and uh, those listening do with them, um, and that helps my anxiety to, to let go uh, and, and remember why I'm doing this. I'm doing this today so that I can be sober another 24 hours. Um, I'd like to read from uh, uh, the Chapter 7 of the big book, Working With Others. In the very beginning, it says, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Life will take on new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other. Is the bright spot of our lives. Um, so this tells me that if I work with others um, and uh, reach out to newcomers, offer what I've been given, uh, then there's a great uh, reward uh, in store. And and I've found this to be true. Uh, this uh, is not often referred to. Um, as as part of the promises, but there are many promises in the big book besides the ninth step promises. And this paragraph about life will take on new meaning as part of the promises in the twelfth step. Um, and and as I read this and and I, and I um, uh, reflect on the, uh, the the rewards of working with others, I remember the men and women in the rooms who shared their experience, strength, and hope with me when I was on my hands and knees in 2001. You see, um, I don't want to dwell on, on uh, what it used to be like too much today, but when I came in in 2001, I was facing a prosecution for felony sexual offenses. I was losing a medical license. I was losing a marriage. I was declaring bankruptcy. I was losing a home and uh, I was very, very afraid and desperate, um, uh, often wanting to die and really uh, not very hopeful that anything was going to make it better. And when I walked when I came into the rooms of Sexaholics Anonymous and I was in this pit of despair. And the men and women who reached their hands out to me, I looked them in the eyes and saw they had been in the pit and now they were out. It wasn't just that they were helping me out. It's that they knew what it was like to be in the pit that I was in. And that meant everything to me. I don't know if I could have survived without that. This is also in the book. On page eighteen in the big book when I say the book I talk I, I, I use the big book a lot and that's very important. Um, it's also a tradition in our fellowship. I could give a, a whole talk about that I, I won't at this time but um, um, the italics on page 18 talk about the importance of of this um, connection uh, between the, so, the sober members and, and the newcomer, the ex-problem drinker who has found the solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself and generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours until such an understanding is reached. Little or nothing can be accomplished that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty that he obviously knows what he is talking about that his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with the real answer, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. So uh, for me, um, this is a very powerful description of what it's like for one sexaholic to talk with another in an act of service. Um, and this is the, the lifeline uh, of, of our recovery. Um, and, and it's a very powerful uh, place uh, for me to be today after where I was in 2001, um, to be uh, restored to where not only can I stay sober and not have to, to be dying every day from this disease. You see, I came here and lust was progressively getting victory over me. And today, um, the, the simple program in in this book, you know, which is for alcoholics, But but applied to my lust addiction as guided by uh, the essay literature, it has made it possible for me to have progressive victory over lust. And part of the program is for me to give back what I've been given. I can't. the, the program won't work if I'm not committed to that. And. And if I really work the program, it awakens in me a passion to give it away Um, it says on page 109 of the 12 and 12 in, in step 12 it says what about the rest of the 12th step the wonderful energy it releases and the eager action by which it carries our message to the next suffering sexaholic and which finally translates the 12 steps into action upon all our affairs is the payoff the magnificent reality of Alcoholics Anonymous. So it's saying this energy, this passion to carry the message is the payoff. It's the awakening. When I know that I am experiencing the the awakening, which is the result of the steps, the sole result. There's no other result uh, that's uh, indicated in the steps that the awakening is this passion to carry the message. And so looking other sexaholics in the eye and being a part of this message being carried, when I carry the message, I receive the message. I receive it from you and I receive it uh, uh, through he- hearing my own experience as, 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 as I present it to you and to the group. There's something that... God does in that process that I cannot do on my own. I can't just sit at home and think this or look at look in my eyes and talk in the mirror and say these things. When I become part of the relationships that form in this group, something happens that's indescribable. And in that, I find not only the power to be sober today. But I find a passion to carry this message and I find the joy that that, that, that it's promised in this book and, and is evident in, in our experiences as as we share them in the meetings. So this is a, a marvelous thing uh, for me, which which I am really, really grateful for. Now. Um, for me, this is. What I what I call the visible side of service, this is. One sexaholic talking to another, "I see you and you see me and there's another side to service which is invisible and uh relatively speaking and and I'd like to go back to um, my my uh, old sponsor scott and 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 tell you another story that he heard from his uh, sponsor so so part part of the the um, uh, service is at the individual level of one sexaholic talking to another. But there's another part which is the level of what we call the service structure. It can be getting involved in the business of the group. It can be getting involved in carrying the message to you know, people outside of AA or making it available to people in prisons or hospitals. There's many ways uh, that... that we can support S.A. in acts of service that don't involve directly talking one sexaholic to another about about our, ourselves and our, our recovery experience. And uh, it's not as glamorous and it's not as much fun. And uh, a lot of people uh, prefer not to do it. Um, and this was what Scott was doing. Scott was very involved with uh, getting some of the jails. Um, uh, Uh, in in Middle Tennessee, uh, you know, getting into them uh, with speakers and and talking to the inmates there and and letting them know about AA. And um, he was having a lot of trouble getting people involved. He was, Scott's a salesman. He's a very good talker and he was talking it up, but people weren't getting involved. And he was complaining to Jerry about this. And Jerry said, Scott, there is 100% willingness in AA. And Scott said, Jerry, that's crazy. There there, are 2% of the people doing 99% of the work. And Jerry said, Scott, there are 2% of people doing 99% of the work, and there are 98% of people willing to let them. Your job is to stay in the 2%. And to keep the men you sponsor in the 2%, so, then when, so that when members of that 98% come back from their next drink, you're there to welcome them home. And again, um, this story rearranged my perspective on why I'm doing what I'm doing. I got heavily involved in service because my disease ripped such a hole in my life that I knew I had to fill it with something positive. I lost all these things. I don't know if I would have been willing to get so involved with service if I hadn't lost these things. Um my 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 marriage, my my career, my profession, my income, my 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 home, my much of my freedom. Um I did not go to jail by God's grace but I was uh, convicted uh, with many many restrictions on me since then. And um I got involved in the service structure. I got involved in business meetings. I got involved in um, intergroups uh, meetings. I got involved uh, with the service structure at the level of, the, of my region and with the international service structure, the General Delegate Assembly. I'm currently, recently became a trustee of Sexaholics Anonymous. I've been very involved in this service, and this is a side of service which is not seen in the same way. People don't. Uh, notice that this is happening. It's 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 relatively invisible. It's less glamorous. It doesn't have the same kind of um, uh, instant payoff and in immediate gratification. But it's terribly important. Um, and 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 I want to um, uh, um, just stress that the S- the, the, the opportunities that we have, where one sexaholic talks to another, are made possible by each moment that, that that one sexaholic talks to another, and something vital is exchanged that gives hope to to another member of our fellowship. Those conversations have been made possible by. Hundreds and thousands of invisible acts of service and support that brought meetings into existence, that maintain the relationships of groups with churches or with their places where they're offered uh, a a place to meet, um, that bring in and manage the Seventh Tradition funds, that get them to the offices uh, in Nashville where the phones are answered, and people in distant areas can get connected these invisible connections make it possible for what we see my current sponsor bill says that um, my house is not the source of the power in it and Lack of power is my dilemma. This is made clear this morning because I woke up and and, and I've had no electrical power in my house since five this morning, so I'm um, uh, kind of God helping remember mem- me remember what my real problem is. but the power that I need that I get connect through this fellowship comes in you know it's like I see, I see the the light bill, and I see the switch and the light bulb, and there's certain things I do so that when I flip the light switch, the light comes on. But there are thousands of things that I I hardly ever think about, from from uh, <clears throat> scientists in the 19th century discovering electricity to hydroelectric dams built in the 40s and the 50s to Uh, tens of thousands of man hours to lay down cables and grids so that the power can get to my house. I take all that for granted. And when I do service work, I'm being a part of that taken for granted place. And every now and then I get a gift from becoming awake to seeing the whole system, (coughs) excuse me, um, that flows through That carries our message through the relationships and our fellowships from and makes it possible for one sexaholic to to meet and connect with another and and share a message of recovery. I want to close now with one um, uh, more reading uh, from the last uh, chapter of part one in the big book, uh, chapter 11, A Vision for You. Um, This is a a story about uh, the founder of AA, uh, Bill W, being alone in a hotel in Akron on a failed business trip with six months of sobriety, starting to get restless, irritable, and discontent and wanting a drink. So... So I'll begin on page 154. Bitterly discouraged, he found himself in a strange place, discredited and almost broke. Still physically weak and sober, but a few months, he saw that his predicament was dangerous. He wanted so much to talk with someone, but whom? One dismal afternoon, he paced a hotel lobby, wondering how his bill was to be paid. At one end of the room stood a glass-covered directory of local churches. Down the lobby, a door opened into an attractive bar. He could see the gay crowd inside. In there, he would find companionship and release. Unless he took some drinks, he might not have the courage to scrape an acquaintance and would, would have a lonely weekend. Of course, he couldn't drink. But why not sit, hopefully, at a table, a bottle of ginger ale before him? After all been sober six months now? Perhaps he could handle, say, three drinks, no more. Fear gripped him. He was on thin ice. Again, it was the old insidious insanity, the first drink. With a shiver, he turned away and walked down the lobby to the church directory. Music and gay chatter still floated to him from the bar. But what about his responsibilities, his family, and the men who would die because? They would not know how to get well. Ah, yes, those other alcoholics. There must be many such in this town. He would phone a clergyman. His sanity returned, and he thanked God, selecting a church at random from the directory. He stepped into a booth and lifted the receiver. From that phone call, Bill was eventually connected with Dr. Bob. And from that conversation, AA grew into the fellowship that it grew. And in 1974, a man named Roy in California read an article in Time Magazine about the solution that AA offered for alcoholism. And he sought solution for his lust addiction And from that choice, S.A. was born. One sexaholic after another has been passing down what they've been given. It arrived to me in 2001, and I became a part of that chain. And, And it arrived with you in some place, in some way. I do not know but I know that thousands tens of thousands of connections were made within SA the the connection between Bob and Bill would not have been possible if it were not for hundreds of people in the clergy and the Oxford groups of the day the family members praying for this and taking small actions of service to make it happen so I just want to pray and 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 to ask you to look into your hearts and see is there anything that you can do for your group is there anything that you can do for SA not that's going to be noticed and immediately appreciated by someone but is there some place you can find an awakening to this vision of what God is doing through our small seemingly insignificant actions to build this recovery uh, society uh, for us and for for a future um, I, I I just ask you to take it to your prayers and um, and and you and God will know what to do with it I'm very grateful for this opportunity to to be of service to share these things that have been uh, shared with me it's it's uh, It's a a great gift uh, to be able to have experiences like the ones we have in in, in our recoveries and and to share them together. Um, Thank you, uh, Dennis, and thanks everyone who did work, which I can't see, um, uh, to to make it possible for this uh, event uh, to take place today. And um, it is a miracle that I am sober today. And if this program works for me, I know it can work for you. God bless you all, and thank you.
1: Okay, everybody. So we are going to get into our question and answer period. Um, The recording is going to be going because it will be a part of this workshop. So if you have a question that you would like to ask Steve at this time or would like to share on what what Steve just shared with us, that would be good. We have two minutes. Of who would like to be our first share today?
2: Bruce in North Carolina.
1: Bruce in North Carolina. Go ahead, Bruce.
2: Oh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for this call. And uh, thanks to our timekeeper and to Steve for uh, sharing. Um, this is Bruce. I'm a sexaholic. I'm a little north of Asheville, North Carolina until the end of October sometime in November and then I'm down in Fort Mars, Florida Uh, very happy to be sober today and some period of sobriety Uh, Starting last June 2nd, uh, I got a new sponsor and we started going through the he's doing the the big book and we're uh, uh, in the doctor's opinion and have been pretty consistently since he started sponsoring me. So that seems to be the basis of it all. I just had my wife drive up. She's picking me up. I've been out walking, so I'll pass to the next caller. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bruce. Who would like to be our next share or ask Steve a question?
3: Cindy, New Jersey.
1: Go ahead, Cindy. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Dennis, for your service. Thank you, Harvey, for your timekeeping. Thank you, Steve, for the beauty of that message. I don't know that I have a question. Maybe God has a question that will end up and come out of my mouth, but I do want to express my gratitude for uh, your work, your service work, uh, your willingness. I really enjoyed that uh, those two examples that were shared between sponsors about You know, there's a lot of willingness, and 98% is willing to let the 2% do. And um, I, I have a struggle at times myself in doing service work because I feel selfish when I do, um, because I know the joy that it brings me in my heart. Uh, It may be a codependent thing. I don't know. That's between, well, up to God to to eventually work that out. But what small amount that I have been involved, uh you know, it just, it does, it brings me so much joy. And I know that selfishly I keep coming back to it because I don't want to ever lose what recovery I found here. And this is the most, the sweetest, the sweetest, the realest, the at the root, kind of recovery that I have ever come across this particular program so thank you so much for bringing this message today and launching this off on a great Labor Day uh, recovery weekend I'll pass
1: thank you Cindy Who would like to share or ask a question next you will need to press star six
2: this is Rob from Ohio I have a question
1: yes Rob go ahead um, I want
2: to thank everybody for this thing. Uh, I have a question about um, where i just got out of prison five months ago. Um, and there were people that brought in AA meetings. Um, but I heard, I do the midnight, I, I go to the midnight calls a lot. I heard that there were some people that brought in essay meetings to prison. Uh, my question is, do you know anything about that and how I would be able to lay some groundwork in doing that? Thank you, Rob. Um,
0: Yeah, um, Steve Sexholic, I do um, know something about it. Um, I I personally tried to get involved in carrying the message into uh, prisoners, um, but because of my uh, conviction, I wasn't able to do that work directly. uh, but there, there, I did find out uh, some some things about it in that in that process. And one of the things I think the, the, the one of the main things is that there is a committee uh, through the international service structure of SA called the Correctional Facilities Committee. And so that committee is um, uh, involved in helping carry the message to um, uh, people and prisoners. So that that is one thing that I recommend. Um, um, uh and um uh, is 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 perhaps contacting central office and and finding out uh you, uh, you know expressing a willingness to become involved in the centra- uh, correctional facilities committee um the other thing is wherever you are in your personal recovery uh and and, and i should i should have um, you know perhaps said this uh earlier <coughs> one of the most important ways that i can be of service uh is to work my program of recovery today and to stay sober another 24 hours. In fact, I think this is the most important thing. There is a triangle that represents um, the the three legacies. um, uh, It's called uh, of of the fellowship and that the legacies are recovery, unity and service And recovery is at the base. So it's got the, the thing supporting my service is my recovery. So, so if I stay sober and recover and I'm patient, then I'll, I'll encounter the opportunities and the ways to do the kind of service that, you know, God, my, God is understanding. we'll find a, a way for that passion to direct me into what to, to his plan. And that'll be a good thing. So um, anyway, thanks for the question um, and, and good luck um, uh, looking for ways to serve uh, in, the, in that direction.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Steve. Who would like to be our next share or ask a question?
4: Hi, Dennis. It's Angie Mazzari.
1: Hi, Angie. Go ahead.
4: Yes. Thanks, everyone, for being here this morning. And Steve, thank you so much. Um, This this topic really applies to me as um, I've been called to start a meeting in my area, and um, it's our actual first meeting is this Thursday. And it's been a really interesting process because, uh, I thought about it and thought about it. And, uh, finally God just like opened up all these channels for me to have this happen, including, you know, talking to my pastor and, and giving a room and him being supportive and him wanting the white book and him having knowledge. I mean, it was just an incredible, it's just been an incredible journey. So I'm really, um, Thankful for this opportunity. When I think about, as I heard you say, you know, all the ones that loved me enough that went prior to me in this program to reach out a hand to help me gain sobriety and recovery and this amazing way of life, you know, it's just I'm overwhelmed with, you know, it's it's just such a gift, and I and I look forward to. As I heard you say, you know, seeing the light come on in in other people and just giving them this gift of life. And so I guess I do have a question. Um, Do you have any um, advice or experience, strength, and hope as I start this journey this week?
0: thank you for the question did you say your name was Cindy I'm sorry
4: Angie 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 Angie
0: thanks Angie um, yeah um uh, thanks for that question I do have experience starting a group when I moved to Memphis uh, in 2007 it was my hometown but I hadn't lived here in over 20 years and and um, there were no SA meetings and so I um, took some actions and uh, I think I was very fortunate um, God and others had prepared the ground. So I planted a few seeds and they, they really, they really grew well. I've got friends areas and not gotten such, such good results. Um, uh, people in, in my own ego have tried to give me credit for it. And like I say, there's all these thousands of invisible things that have to for, for this to be the case. Um, I When I came down, I was moving from Nashville and I had the support of an intergroup in Nashville to, to have some literature and they helped uh, with their website uh, to talk about our meetings and, and, and having the, the awareness out there that we were meeting was very important. Um, I know that uh, you may not have a, an intergroup nearby, but if you can getting connected with them as soon as possible, I think is a very good thing. And also Seiko, not only can they, if you make sure they know about your group, and can refer members. They can also provide some startup. Um, I think I think there's a uh, some some material that they can give to help you get the meeting started. Um, and and uh, other than that, um, relationships uh, with members outside of your area, phone uh, uh, meetings. Apparently now there's a lot of if there's Wi-Fi, there's ways that People can call in to meetings, and if you all are doing phone meetings, you probably know more about this than me. But I've got friends in Europe, uh, uh, in, in, for instance, in the in the in the uh, country of Slovakia, they have a small fellowship uh, 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 of about uh, uh, 25 or 30 members in in a country that's the size of West Virginia, and they. Multiple meetings every week, whereby there'll be a few people present face to face, and there'll be maybe twice that many people are present on Skype sharing. And so they they've learned how to do this, and and I think this is something that can help a meeting grow. I didn't have it when um, I came here in in in, in two thousand seven, and unfortunately it wasn't needed. But I think it can really help help make a, a group strong, um, and. Um, and I'm rooting for you, Angie, um and your and your group. uh, uh and uh I am happy to uh any questions further along if if um if uh I can be of help. But I but I know that if you if you do the next right thing and work your program, God will make make it happen exactly the way it's supposed to. Thanks. Thank you, Steve.
1: Thank you. Thank you Angie. Who's next? All right, this is Dennis. I'd like to share. Um, I can tell you that when I first came in, boy, it was probably day four or five. My sponsor suggested, or very strongly, that I start making coffee. And, you know, I was very aware of a lot of the lust triggers and the tidal waves that I was getting hit with in those early detoxing days when I first came in. And I was absolutely amazed when I did the service of making coffee how much freedom I felt that day after I left that meeting. And I started to, you know, dial in that, that this service work was helping me stay sober. So I started showing up to meetings early um, to make coffee. And in fact, to a point where one member goes, hey, you mind if I make it on Fridays? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. But then at 30 days, my sponsor had me start uh, leading meetings. And then again, that was even more powerful, that I could see that the direct result of me doing service work was helping me stay sober. Um, There was a a progression about that because then as I started leading meetings and as I started um, taking on more service, I found, and this is something I got out of your share today, Steve, just the humility in your service work. I found that part of my reasoning now for doing service work was not to Stay sober, but was feeding my ego, and that was a real um dangerous thing and i I do believe, like it says in the seventh step, that you know I pray now you remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. I think that God was still able to use that defect, but I have since learned that really um all my service work, and I got this out of your message today. Is really um, being an instrument of God, and that's where I have now. Um, I pray to all my service work that that would be the case as well, that it is just being a service to Him and my fellows, and that my program is now how can I be useful to God. And every now and then, it <clears throat> may want to thank you, Harvey. It may want to crop up, but I um, am very thankful for this topic today to give me real clarity. Um, in areas of service that I hadn't had before. So thank you, Steve. Who would I like to share next, or would you like to ask Steve a question?
5: Harvey and John, would like to Great, Harvey. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Dennis, for doing all this work to arrange this, and thank you, Steve, for being here. Um, uh, this topic is is so dear to me because, uh, uh, like like you, I guess you know, I I got into this program. Uh, for me, it was rather late. I, well, I guess it was the right time, but I'm 63 now, going to be 64 next week. Um, so I, I knew I, I, I didn't have the luxury of uh, screwing around. I had to get to this program, and I had to get it right the first time. And and uh, so far, it's working for me. So uh, and and I and I really bought into the the idea that that service was so important to me. Uh, for me, service is so important because I get to watch the miracles happen for others, and uh, and to be that conduit. For that, and and I really believe that's a gift that God gives me. And when you say all those those we talked about all those you know those, those those tentacles, those lines, everything coming together, and all those people ahead of me, and you know, from the Oxford Group and going forward, and uh, just that God managed to put Bill in the right place at the right time to speak to da, to Bob and all that. You know, and I see that every day. There are people I've con- contacted and connected with a year ago that at the time you know I. I mentioned it and nothing happened and they weren't interested and then I actually visited them and they weren't available and it was like so weird and I'd sit there and go you know like god you know they need this program why aren't you connecting me with them and and I, and of course that's the arrogant Harvey back there and um, you know and and then a year later everything seemed to get together you know the, the stars aligned whatever it was and uh and here we are working together and, and that's happening to me so much. And it's certainly uh showing me that uh that God is really in these rooms and I feel God in this room today and I'm really grateful for you uh and your message. Thank you so much and I pass.
1: Thank you, Harvey. Who would like to share or ask Steve a question next? I'd like to Sure. And Steve, if you ever want to um, jump in there and add some
2: comment, please do. Go ahead. This is Marty from Anchorage, Alaska. Hi, Steve. Hey, Marty. Um, (laughs) Hey, Marty. uh, Steve, I'd I'd
6: like you to uh, tell us some more about – I know you've talked before about having a service sponsor. Um, How how did you get to the point where you decided you needed one, and and, uh, what did that –
0: what did that do for you? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, if I'm completely honest, I'm Steve. I'm a sexaholic. Um, <clears throat> when I first got involved in service, I thought there was something with SA that needed to be fixed, and I thought um, I knew how to fix it, and and I and I didn't trust a lot of the old timers in SA to be my teacher. So I was going over to AA and I was also an AA member. I was asking these AA guys to teach me about the traditions and the concepts. And, and my basic motive was that I was going to come back into SA with all of this good knowledge from AA and, and, and convince everybody that they were wrong and I was right. And and I was going to to be, um, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, I guess I was going to be the savior of SA or something. Um, it was pretty crazy. Um <laughs> That's the honest truth. God and SA were keeping me sober. And and and, and I thought I was going to fix SA, which is uh, laughably insane. Um, uh, Although uh, I'm very grateful that it didn't kill me because uh, it really it really could have, um, you know, uh, I was in danger of getting uh, cut off from the. uh you know the the gratitude and and the humility that that k- keeps me connected to the power that keeps me sober and so so um but I did during that process a lot of AA people uh when they do service in the service structure they get an older member who has um studied um the traditions and the concepts with their service sponsor and they learn how to apply them and and I, what I was seeing and what I was actually doing myself too a lot was you know I mean, we don't just read the steps and figure them out on our own and then try to work them. We, we get <laughs> that just doesn't work very well. And and yet a lot of people were trying to do that with the traditions and the concepts, including me. And so eventually I got I got a service sponsor, albeit with my motives a little skewed. And 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 fortunately, God led me to some really good teachers. And during that process, I, 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 my, my attitude got a little bit straightened out. <laughs> and I saw that, you know, got the essay. It, the, 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 I was alive you know today because of the you know essay and and the way it was and and you know if there's something I, I, I thought needed to be changed I, I mean I could say that and I could think that but then I just need to let go and be grateful and to try to serve out of uh humility and gratitude and and so this is what led me to to service sponsorship and so, but the idea is that um uh, I, I when I do service i've got somebody that I can talk about somebody who's got more experience than me with it um somebody and and then you know I actually work through the traditions with my service sponsor and most of the concepts before I actually we didn't get finished with all the concepts for some things happened and and um uh including I, I eventually rotated out of service for for a time but um uh there is a resource available. For people interested in, you know, my service sponsor eventually was an AA member. He eventually became uh, a trusted servant in SA. He, he's not a sexaholic, but he served our fellowship for four years as a non sexaholic trustee. And one of the things that he did, he's, he's a big hero of mine. His name is uh, Bob H., uh, and um, he, he did a, a monthly teleconference for 12 months. It's called A Good Look at the 12 Traditions, and each month he talked about the traditions, and then took questions and answers. And it's real similar to, um, uh, you know, I guess the format that you have for these speaker meetings today. Um, uh, and, and it's available online um, at uh, mediafire.com slash dailyretrieve. Um, uh, and and uh, it's called A Good Look at the Twelve Traditions. So anyway, um, I, I've gone on a, a little bit, maybe straight away from your original question. Um, If if I haven't answered it, please redirect me, and I'll I'll, I'll try better.
1: Well, thank you so much, Steve. And we will be putting that link um, out onto an email for everybody that's on the line if you're going to ask that question. So thank you. Who would like to be next?
3: This is Kathy in Kentucky. May I share?
1: Hi, Kathy. Yes, go ahead. Hi, Kathy.
3: Hi. Hi. Uh, Steve, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate you participating in this conference today, and I got a great deal out of it. And uh, as always, I appreciate your um, willingness as well as your humility. Ed and I have known you for several years through the program, and it's always a positive experience um, to hear from you, and I really appreciate your program. You're a big part of my program. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Back at you.
1: all right who would like to be next
7: Uh, I don't have much to share but I do have a question Um, what edition was he quoting from in the big book because I got in the meeting about five or ten minutes late this is Vaughn in Illinois and thank you Steve by the way Um, but well I will share a little bit I just um, yeah um, stay sober 24 hours thank you for reminding me of that well, I've been doing better for about five days again now. Um, and I uh, worked work the steps every day, that kind of stuff. Um, but also, um, um, I was reading a devotional the other day. I don't know if any of you know Henry now and it depends on the God kind of your understanding, but um he said, um, you know, seek the heart of God and know the heart of God to share with others. I'm not trying to be Preachy, and, and and God has, has become flesh and Jesus. But anyway, I know at the very beginning, back in the 90s, I was in SAA before I went into SAA, um, before it became SAA. Um, anyway, um, I have always I've always sensed in my better times, in my better ones. I did a lot of prayer today and stuff before I came here and stuff, but anyway... That's, I'm not bragging, please, I'm saying that. That's what I, all, I always need to do, and all of us need to do. It. But anyway, um, is that I see God enfleshed, E-N-F-L-E-S-H-E-D, in these meetings so much, you know, um, and it's only because, you know, my heart is open. I pray for my heart open. So, you know, I I don't you know, do my 10th, 11th steps, and then, you know... Um, I'm open, and that's all I want to say. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but I just am so grateful. So thank you, Steve, for, for what you've done, and say hello to Tennessee for me.
1: <laughs> thank you. So, all right, who would like to share or ask Steve a question?
8: A so Andrew Lustaholic from Miami.
1: Go ahead, Andrew. Thank you. Sorry.
8: Uh, yeah, thank you, Steve, for, for sharing. Um. And thank you for, you know, reminding me, myself, why it's so important is service in this program. And just, you know, it's just how it says in the big book, how selfishness, self-centeredness is the root of all our troubles. And the the best thing I can think of is service to, to counteract that. And um I was actually had something interesting happen recently. Um, professor asked me what my mission statement is. And I thought, oh, well, it's to live every day like it's my last. Well, I thought about that and I was like, that sounds pretty damn selfish. It's like, I'm going to do what I want to do, what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, that's pretty sad, you know, and kind of realized being in this program for a few years that, You know, some of the greatest joys have been the opportunity to help other people in this program and sponsor and and just take calls at four o'clock in the morning. Um not not so much the you know, the sobriety milestones or whatever. Um it's really really helping other people is is what has brought me joy in this program and um, and has helped me stay sober. So I'm really, really grateful for that. And uh, just, you know, the less I think about myself, um, the more it seems to help me me stay sober and be free of lust. And i um, very, very grateful for that. So thank you for your share, Steve, and I'll pass.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Who would like to share next or ask Steve a question?
6: This is Mark in upstate New York. I have a question. Thank you. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, thanks for being here, today, Steve and, and everybody. My question is, um, I still don't understand the whole thing about, um, and I'm, I'm new to this, I have to say that, just a few months I still don't understand the whole concept of uh, admitting powerlessness. I mean, if if we're made in the image of God, uh, we were given will. We were given f- will, free will, willpower, whatever you want to call it. So, just speaking for myself, I mean, sometimes I have the willpower to resist temptation, and sometimes I don't. And... I'm not sure exactly what I want to say next, but I guess I guess that's my question. Why admit powerlessness when we do have some power? Do do? And I also I I I do realize I value the um, when we attune our will with God's will. That's that's where it's at, and that's that's my goal. But it's not always easy it's not always happening so I don't know if you understood my question but I'll leave it at that
0: thanks Mark um, that's a great question um, and I'm reminded again of what my sponsor said that my house is not the source of the power in it um, um, you know as far as my disease the reason I needed mission of powerlessness is because I'm continually trying to do things that are beyond my power, and um, and I don't want to admit that. And so I'm really only powerless when I'm trying to do those things. And the main thing for me as a sexaholic is that I cannot stop lusting and stay stopped on my own. And, and, and so the admission of powerlessness for me is just something um, that when I really make it at depth, then I am now left in a position for looking for some power outside myself to do what I cannot do of my own power. And that's what the admission is about. It's about keeping me aligned with this. Apparently, it's God's will for me to continually seek him on a daily basis for power uh, to, to to stay sober. From As far as biology goes, you talk about those times where sometimes I can have the willpower and sometimes I don't. The Dr. Zabinian talks about that, and that's kind of the biological basis of my, uh, you, know, if you, if you, you know, it really doesn't matter to me whether, whether I call it powerlessness as long as I, I take the appropriate action. But, but what it looks like is that at certain times, I, when I'm sober, uh, get into a state of restless, irritable, discontented, uh, inadequate, unworthy, alone, and afraid. I get into a state where I don't tolerate life on life's terms, and it changes my brain into a state where I am vulnerable to the insane thought of taking the first drink. In that state, everything, all my willpower, everything I know about how foolish it would be for me to do that gets gets uh, turned off pretty much in my brain and biologically. Uh, I, I understand that they've seen pictures of that in brain scans. They've induced situations in a laboratory that illustrate that. But the, the part of my brain, the frontal lobe, the part that knows better, gets shut off, and this dopamine center in the brainstem lights up and takes control of my decisions. And and so that's what where my powerlessness lies. The word comes from <clears throat> you know 1930s and. And 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 I, I'm I don't want to change our literature but but I, I think you know it it's more important what I do with it than what I call it. <clears throat> and so I don't know if that answers your question, but um thanks for asking it.
1: Thank you. That right. helped. Is there any newcomers? This is Alex in Moscow. I just dialed in about fifteen minutes ago, but but I don't have any questions. I'm just really enjoying this uh this wonderful um chat. Thank you. Well thank you Alex and the good news is, is we, it is being recorded that you'll be able to go back and listen to it again. Um who'd like to be next?
2: Yeah, hey, this is Brian in Alaska. Can you hear me?
1: Go ahead, Brian. Thank you.
2: Hey, um yeah, I know I uh got on the call a little bit late, but uh I appreciate uh, appreciate the uh the subject, appreciate Steve's share and uh and I can't um I don't have anything in particular to share about but I do appreciate uh the me, meeting, appreciate you doing us getting all this uh, put together and uh to appreciate the service around me and I do look to to involve more service in, in, in my uh, in my recovery. So, thanks. Thank you, Brian. We do appreciate your service as well.
1: All right, who's next? Would you like to ask Steve a question or share about what we heard today? We've got a few more minutes and then we'll close her down. I'll ask Steve at the end of the session here if he could close us out with a prayer. But does anybody else have a question? Any newcomers?
9: <laughs> This is Daniel Laska. Can I share?
1: Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. Thank you.
9: Yeah, Steve, I just, I really appreciated your, um, you talking about, um, you know, what I can do to, um, you know, for the fellowship. And I know I'm really grateful for everything that happened with, you know, um, Dr. Bob and Bill and how AA got started and, um, and how SA got started. And I just really appreciated you kind of, um, um, Yeah. Giving the vision for how I can help, uh, essay. And I know for me in my recovery, like it's, uh, you know, I try to be a service in little ways, uh, you know, keeping time, making coffee and man, it's like, those are some of the things that like, I just like, I love, I love doing the most. It's just funny how the little things that, that I, that I'm able to do to be a service just bring, bring me a lot of joy. So, um, yeah, that'll pass. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Daniel. Anybody else who would like to share next or ask Steve a question? All right. Well, everybody, I want to thank you for being in our conference here today. Steve, thank you so much for your service. It was truly a blessing. I can tell you that, you know, I was thinking about, you know, just the the depth of what I heard today um, and how do I become, you know, uh, how do I grow in this program? And part of that was me showing up at this uh, conference today and getting to hear uh, the message that you gave. Um, Boy, that really, I'm really looking forward to listening to Bob H and the um, traditions. I really want to learn more about that. And I know this knowledge is not it, but um, just being a service and uh, being in this program is, is really saved my life and I want it to continue. So, Steve, thank you so much for being our guest today, and for um, just sharing. Uh, this, I felt God's presence, and uh, so with that, I'll ask if you wouldn't mind to close us out with the Lord's prayer or a program prayer of your choosing. Thank you,
0: Dennis, um, and 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 thanks every, uh Thank you, and and everyone uh, here for for making it possible. It's really been a blessing to me. Um, uh, if there's no objections, I. I uh, Just my tradition, I love closing with the Lord's Prayer. Um, Your moment of silence. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Steve. Every, all right, everybody, keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it because you're worth it. And this will be the end of our conference. I'll close out the recording here And just one second. Thanks again, Steve. We appreciate your service. Thank you.
8: God bless.